Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover Him and find purpose today. I want to share a message today that's, you know, burning in my heart for the the season that we're living in right now. Um, you know, sometimes we have a word for the year, and I know there's people that, you know, and there's times I have have a prophetic word for the year, but I, I believe this is a word for the season that we're in right now, uh, and and just seeking the Lord. And I'm gonna I'm gonna title this um, "Burn the Plow." It's it's time to burn the plow and strike the water. And um, I want to talk about a little bit about Elijah and Elisha and, and passing the mantle. And, you know, last time I did a, uh, did a podcast to honor a, a spiritual, uh, mother in the faith, uh, Margaret Viss. And, um, so I'm just going to kind of springboard off of that with this word. And, you know, it's, it's founded from first and second Kings and, and about Elijah and Elisha. And if we look at, um, first Kings 19 and, um, I'm just going to read um, verses 19 to 21, but it says, so he departed from there and found Elisha. We're talking about Elijah and the son of Shephat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th. And then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother. And then I will follow uh, you and he said to him, Elijah said to him, "Go back again, for what have I done to you?" Um, and so Elijah turned and back from him, took a yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment, and gave it to the people, and they ate. And then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Um, you know that's that's a, that's amazing. This this story has so much in it, but I just want to touch that he you know he burned the plow. That's the first point that I want to make today. Elisha, when he began to follow Elijah and to work with Elijah, and God put that connection together with him, he he burned the plow. You know he he there was no going back on God, and I believe that we we have to have people uh, in this hour that will follow God um, and follow the vision God put in their heart and follow the men and women of God that we're to follow and uh, to work together for the harvest fields. We have to get to a place where we burn the plow. Has to, we have to be all in. Uh, there's a saying that we that, that we have in America called, we put our chips in the center of the table. It's you know about playing cards, but you know, we, we have to burn the plow. There, we're, there there has to be a place where there's no going back on God. This is what I see. I heard a man say, you know, the problem in our, our generation in this century is not going to be a lack of leaders. It's going to be a lack of uh, developed leaders. They'll be underdeveloped and because of commitment, because of a lack of commitment. And, you know, I believe, you know, I I know that I got, I got radically born again. I got radically saved when I became a Christ follower. And I decided that day I was all in. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't need to. I gave God a blank check with my life. I said, you fill it in and I'll, I'll do whatever you want. And I, I burned the plow. And when you talk about staying anchored with Jesus, I think there has to be a place where you burn the plow. There has to be a place where you not just get saved, but a place where you decide I'm not, I'm not just going to be a saved 
Christian who sits on a seat somewhere in a church, but I'm going to not only be saved, but I'm going to burn the plow. I'm all in for God, whatever that means. If, if that means I'm, I'm all in as a plumber, I'm all in as a, as a carpenter for God. I'm all in as a truck driver. I'm all in as a teacher or a preacher. I'm all in, you know, uh, as somebody who works in the technical industry or, um, somebody, you know, where, where it would be from, from the, the fields, uh, to Silicon Valley, wherever that might be that we burn the plow. We have to get to a place, um, like Elisha did. He made a decision once and for all. Uh, my wife taught me something about making pancakes. It's, a uh, uh, something we eat a lot of in America, but, um, she taught me about making pancakes in the kitchen for breakfast that, you know, a good Christian is like a good pancake. You only flip it one time. Um, to make a perfect pancake, you, you get it golden brown on one side and you wait till it bubbles on top and then you flip that pancake. And, and when you only flip it one time and, and you, you know that you're going to have a perfect pancake, it's the same way with a Christian. We, we need, to, we need to flip our lives to where we did what, a, we did just what Elisha did. He burnt the plow. He burnt every bridge to go back. He, he decided once and for all that he was going to serve God. I want you to realize something that really encourages me in this story that I found out that um, Elijah was not the one picked first um, by Elijah. Elisha was um, not pedigree. Everybody else in the school of prophets were there because of their last name or their heritage or um, you know where they came from. Um, who was their uncle, who was their grandfather, who was their dad. But Elisha was, was chosen from the field. And I mean, this, this is also a type of, you know, Israel being God's chosen people and us being grafted in as the Gentiles. But if you could look at it another way, like what men choose many times is not what God chooses. God, God looks on the heart and man looks on the outward appearance as a matter of fact, God doesn't think anything like us. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he chooses people who who normally uh, don't get picked for the team, maybe in the natural. But God wants you on his team today. You may not be the, a person of pedigree today, or you may. You may come from a pedigree. Um, but I want to tell you something. You're you're chosen of God. And when you're chosen of God and you accept that, there has to be a time um, where you burn the plow. Uh, Elisha wasn't into uh, being known to have a big name or anything. He was really just known uh, for pouring the hands, uh, pouring water on the hands of Elijah. That's really that's really what he was known for. It, just like the woman in the Bible with the alabaster box. She was just a box breaker. She just broke the box of, of uh, in, in the book of Matthew, she just broke that uh, alabaster box of ointment and perfumed Jesus, preparing him for his burial. And, and even though um, her name wasn't great, Jesus said her story of her, of her faithfulness, her story of her, her being sold out to God, uh, being surrendered to God was to be known everywhere that the gospel was preached. Um, so he, he wasn't the chosen one but it doesn't matter. God chose him. And I, I say that to you today, and I'm speaking to somebody out there. You're God's chosen one. You may not look like it. Matter of fact, you may look like the least, but I believe God has chosen you today. And for you to stand and stay anchored in Jesus in this season, in this hour we live in, in, in the world, you're going to have to um, 
decide that you're going to burn the plow and you're going to follow God no matter what. The second thing that he did, um, you know, we go on over to second Kings is he, he, uh, when Elisha was taken up, he was right there with him. Um, and he, you know, my, my spiritual father, Dr. John Polis, he preaches a, a message called the Elijah anointing. And he said that, you know, Elisha got that mantle because, uh, Elijah said, if you see me when I go up, you know, you can have a double portion of my anointing and, uh, the double portion, meaning the firstborn, uh, portion. And, and when he said, when you, if you see me, when I go up, he meant if we can see eye to eye, if we, if we have, um, walked together in a way that we see eye to eye, that the mantle is going to be yours. And so when Elisha went up and we know he was taken up in that chariot of fire, if you've read the story, um, he, you know, he picked up that mantle and so we have to burn the plow and we have to, we have to walk, uh, we have to walk in, a, in such a way with our leaders that we pick up the mantle. I love it. What, um, Kenneth Hagin said years ago, uh, mantles come by association, environment, and influence. Um, you know, when you have someone in your life that you're associated with, you're, you're walking in their environment and they're, they're influencing you, you're being prepared for more than just to, uh, just to take a walk. You're, you're, you're being prepared to receive a mantle. You know, Jesus said, in Matthew four, come follow me and I will make you, uh, whatever you need to be. I'll make, he said, I'll make you fishers of men. But what he said was when he said, follow me, he was meaning don't follow me from a distance, follow me close up, burn the plow and follow me in such a way that you're going to receive, you know, receive the mantle. And the third thing he did, Elijah did when, when Elijah was taken up, it says in verse 14, he took that mantle that Elijah had and it had fallen from him. He struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, wow, this is good. It was divided his way, this way and that. And Elisha crossed over. Everybody around saw it then. It was evident. He struck the water. It's time in this generation, and this this really gets me excited today. It's time in this generation that we have had so many leaders, patriarchs, matriarchs of the faith going on. Who's going to rise up? and feel their shoes. I'm going to talk about that next time in about a book I wrote, Somebody Has to Wear the Shoes. But I want to, I want to talk about uh, us wearing those shoes. But when he struck the water, man, Elisha rose up and he did, um, he put it into practice what he had been groomed for his whole life. It was his time to strike the water. It was his time to get what he had asked God for and what he had asked Elijah for, which was a double portion, a firstborn portion of the anointing. It was time for him to strike the water, not just sit down, but strike the water. You know, um, we, when people go in our life, we can be, we can be heartbroken. We can be disoriented, but we realize there's a great responsibility on this generation of, of Christians and leaders right now for us to burn the plow, for us to be fully in, for us to pick up the mantle and for us to strike the water and walk across into our calling, walk across into what God has for us. The people that walk with me, I want them to have that experience. I've experienced that with a leader in my life, and I want, I want that, 
I want people around me to experience that same thing, that it, it's, it's compounding the anointing. It's compounding the presence of God when we, when we are willing to walk the walk and talk the talk, when we are willing to burn our own plow, have our own experience. I've told my, my children recently, I don't want you to have a second generation experience with God. I want you to have the benefits of being a third generation Christian and a fourth generation Christian, but I want you to have the experience that I had as a first generation Christian. I want you to have that radical plow burning experience where you not just get saved, that you not just get born again and just just waiting to get to heaven, but you you have an experience where it causes you the goodness of God causes you to burn the plow, burn every other bridge and and go out and and walk with God, walk with leaders, learn, be faithful. Be, be submitted to somebody's mission and God will give you your mission and walk in such a way that you find your place in the kingdom of God in this hour. And, and when the mantle falls, pick it up and don't just put it on a shelf. Don't just, don't just take all grandma's books and put them on a shelf or pass them around or uh, take them to uh, some thrift store or to some church and drop off the books. But Get in those same books and read those, read that same Bible and look at their notes and begin to reminisce about what God did in their lives and, and, you know, pass that on again and again, generation through generation. It is time in this world. This is the season, I believe, as many leaders go on in my generation, great leaders, um, good godly leaders, people of character. It is time for us to burn the plow and and pick up that mantle and strike the water. And friends, that's what my heart burns with today, um, that we would do those things, that we would, uh, again, I pray today that you will burn the plow, make that decision, that you will, um, you know, take the mantle and that you would strike the water and walk in the fullness that God has for you today and stay anchored in Jesus. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.